The reading is from Mark, chapter 16, verses 1 to 8. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb. And they asked each other, who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell the disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Christ is risen. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Christ has risen. Yeah. In case you didn't realise, that's what we are celebrating this morning. And uh, you know that something uh, different is happening, don't you, when... Uh, when uh, people start gathering at the church as early as uh, 6.30 uh, in the mist and the, and the fog and, uh, and the dampness and they trample all the way up the hill and uh, they sing songs and uh, they listen to a sermon and they uh, break bread together uh, led by uh, three uh, very unlikely looking uh, gentlemen. And we do that because uh, we do believe that Christ is risen from the dead. And uh, it's not every day that that happens, is it? It's not every day. Normally, uh, things that die remain dead. Unless you happen to be a certain rabbit that was unfortunate enough to be hit by a rather careless driver driving down the road. The driver, being a very sensitive man, as well as an animal lover, pulled over to the side of the road, got out to see what had become of the rabbit. Much to his dismay, he found the rabbit was dead. The driver felt so awful that he began to weep. A woman driver, driving down the same road, saw the man and stopped and pulled over and asked what the problem was. The woman told the man not to worry, she knew exactly what to do. She went to a car, opened the boot, pulled out a can of spray. She walked over to the dead rabbit and sprayed the contents of the can on the rabbit. Miraculously, the rabbit came back to life, jumped up, waved its paw at the two people, hopped down the road. Ten feet later, the rabbit turned, waved again. Ten feet later, the rabbit turned and waved again. He repeated this again and again until he was out of sight. The man was astonished. He couldn't figure out what the substance could be in the woman's can. He ran over to her and said, what was in that spray can? What did you spray on the rabbit? The woman turned the can round so the man could read the label. And it said, hairspray restores life to dead hairs, adds permanent wave. Well, this morning on, uh, on Easter Sunday, we are thinking about the fact that occasionally... Things don't remain dead. Occasionally, people do come back to life. But as the women were uh, making that trek, 
to the tomb that morning, I guess the last thing they were expecting to find was the fact that Jesus was alive. And uh, as they were walking, they said to each other, very early on the Thursday of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll, roll the stone away from the entrance to the tomb? Who will roll the stone away from the entrance to the tomb? The question that the women ask It's not really a theological question. It's not a question about life and death and the meaning of the world. It's a very practical question. They were going to the tomb to pray homage to their master and teacher. They were going to express their grief by taking spices and anointing the body. It's a little bit like the fact that people take flowers now to a funeral and to the graveside. And when they're going, they suddenly realise, yeah, but we saw Jesus buried and we saw the big stone being rolled in front of it. And who is going to move the stone? And that's the question I want us to fix on this morning. Because the stone represented to the women what seemed like an immovable object that was going to prevent them getting to Jesus' body. And it seems to me that uh, in life that we face many stones. We face things that seem almost immovable. We face situations that seem so large that they overwhelm us. And this was the situation that the woman faced that morning. Who will roll the stone away? Who will roll the stone away? And this morning, the first thing I want to say is that Jesus rolls away the stone of despair. Jesus rolls away the stone of despair. The women are going to the tomb in their grief and their despair. The the teacher, the leader that they had followed for three years and put their hope and trust in had been crucified. As far as they were concerned, it was all over. And in their sadness and in their grief and in their despair, they make their way up to the tomb, simply wanting to anoint Jesus' body. We too have stones of despair in our life, doubt, worry, fear, anger, pain. And we too may wonder, who's going to move those stones? Who's going to move those stones from our lives? Maybe that's the question that we have on our lips. Who will roll away the stone from the dark tomb of our losses? Who will roll away the stone of bitterness from the dark tomb of our failures? We arrive at church this morning on Easter Sunday, but we're very much aware that we are still living in a Good Friday world. A Good Friday world of pain, of suffering, and of death. And whilst, yes, we celebrate Easter, we recognise that for many people, their lives are still overwhelmed by the dark tombs of sorrow, anxiety, brokenness and loss. 
So like the woman, we come with this question on our lips, who will roll away the stones for us? Who will roll away the stones for us? And I want to say this morning that Jesus does roll away the stone of despair. Jesus does roll away the stone of despair. But when they looked up, they carried on. The interesting thing is, they raised that question, who's going to move the stone? And uh, I don't know about you, but some, some people might have turned back, might they? Some people might have thought there's no point in carrying on because we can't move that stone. Just a, a group of, of women, we'd, we'd need 20 men to be able to move that stone. They could have given up. But for some reason, they carried on walking. And it says, but when they looked up, and it's interesting, have you noticed when people are in despair, when people are disillusioned, very often they walk around with their heads down, don't they? Looking down. Uh, we even talk, we, we even use that phrase, don't we? I'm, I'm feeling rather down today. And it was when the women looked up that they saw the stone, which Mark uh, reminds us, just in case we had forgotten, was very large, had been rolled away. The thing that they thought was going to be an obstacle, the thing that they thought was going to stop them from getting to Jesus, had been rolled away. Sometimes we do need to look up. In our despair and in our disillusionment and in our disappointment, sometimes we need to raise our eyes up to heaven and to remind ourselves that God is with us. When they looked up, they saw the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. Who will roll away the stone? Well, Jesus rolls away the stone of despair. And Jesus also rolls away the stone of doubt. Jesus rolls away the stone of doubt. You see, I don't know about you, but it's very easy to think or I don't know if you think this, you know, why was the stone rolled away? Maybe you thought it was so that Jesus could get out. But if you think about it, um, you know, Jesus um, has just come back from the dead. Surely he doesn't need any assistance in getting out of it. You know, can you imagine you get there and it's, let me out, let me out, I can't get out. I've just, I've just risen from the dead, but I can't get out. There's this big stone there. I don't think the stone was moved for Jesus' benefit. I think the stone was rolled away, not so that Jesus could get out, but so that the women could look in. I think the stone was rolled away so that the women could look inside and see the tomb. That's why the stone was rolled away. And in doing so, Jesus rolls away the stone of doubt. You know, some Christians think that, that doubt's a terrible thing, that it's the opposite of faith and we shouldn't have any of it. But uh, doubt's not a bad thing. Uh, You'll you find that all the disciples doubted Jesus. Even though they'd followed him for three years, they doubted almost every word that he said. He told them time and time again that he was going to die and that three days later he would be raised again, but they didn't believe it. Why would you? Why would you? It's ridiculous. Have you ever heard anything so ridiculous? I'm going to be put to death and then I'm going to come back to life. Ridiculous. We, we sit here this morning and I'm like, oh yeah, Jesus risen from the dead. We just take it for granted. We just expect people to believe it. And of course they don't, because why would they? But Jesus rolls away the stone of doubt at Easter. 
As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in white robe sitting at the right side, and they were alarmed, Mark says. They were alarmed. I don't know about you, but kind of, do you think Mark's kind of playing this down? Uh, just in case you didn't realise that the, the person in the white robe is an angel. Uh, Matthew's a bit more dramatic, isn't he? When he, uh, when he retells it, um, this, is, this is how he says it. He says, there was a violent earthquake. For the angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going, back, going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. And how's about this for the reaction? The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. But Mark says the women were alarmed when this man dressed in white robes appeared. And as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in white robes sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Who will roll the stone away? Jesus rolls away the stone of doubt. And he sends the angel to remove their doubts. And then thirdly, Jesus rolls away the stone of death. Because at Easter we remember that death could not hold him. That the grave could not hold him. That the stone could not stop him getting out. Because Jesus was coming back. So Jesus rolls away the stone of death. Don't be alarmed. You see, the, 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 the angels picked up that the women are alarmed, and so he says, don't be alarmed. Um, you are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He knows why they're there. He knows why they're there. They're, they're there to, to find a dead body, to anoint the dead body that they expected to find in the grave. He has risen. He's not here. He has risen. He is not here. Do you know what I love about the, uh, the, uh, the, the Easter story? The evidence for the fact that Jesus has risen is the fact that he's not here. Do you like that? Have a look. Look at the evidence. He's not here. There's nothing there. That's the point. There's nothing there. He's not here. He's risen. That's the evidence. And we've got the same evidence, haven't we? We can, we, we, can, we can show people the same evidence. We can say to people, come along and look. He's not here. He has risen from the grave. And the angel tells the women. It's interesting, isn't it, that, uh, that the greatest news ever told was first told to women. Women in Jesus' day uh, didn't get much of a say. They were probably treated as, sadly, in some parts of the world, they're still treated as second-class citizens. And the radicalness of Jesus and, and, and God's plan for the world is first shared with a group of women who were just faithfully going about their duty to bring spices to a dead body. You know, as we sometimes faithfully go about our duty, doing what seems to be mundane things, you just never know what's going to happen. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but it feels like, you know, sometimes we go through the same kind of things, we sing the same songs, we go through the same celebrations, and sometimes it can become a habit, can't it? You know, another Easter, another Pentecost, another Christmas. And yet, it was while the womb were just faithfully... 
going about their duty of taking spices to that grave that God announces some absolutely amazing news that Christ has risen, that he is not here. Who will roll the stone away? Who will roll the stone away? Jesus rolls away the stone of death. You see, death is is quite final, isn't it? Uh, People think it's the end, don't they? You know, when Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. And people thought that was it. But what was finished was the work that he came to do. He wasn't finished because he was coming back. That's why Arnold Schwarzenegger likes Easter. I'll be back. Never mind. Carry on. (laughs) Carry on. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. Have a look for yourselves. See the place where they laid him. If you don't believe, have a look. He's really not here. This isn't some magical trick where we're going to produce the body later. This is for real. This is the real deal. Jesus rolls away the stone of death. As they get over the shock of, uh, first of all, seeing that the the stone has been rolled away and then this angel appearing, uh, the angel says, but go and tell the disciples and Peter. And again, I like the, the fact that Mark includes that. He's the only one that says, go and tell the disciples and Peter. I wonder why he says that. Because Peter was one of the disciples, wasn't he? Why didn't he just say, go and tell the disciples? Why did he say, go and tell the disciples and Peter? Well, because just before Jesus was crucified, Peter had denied Jesus three times. And uh, Peter would have been feeling pretty much, uh, wouldn't he just be despairing about the fact that Jesus had died? He would be feeling absolutely terrible by the fact that he had let him down. He was the one that said, I'll follow you anywhere, even to death. And he had blown it. He had said that he didn't know Jesus three times. And even at this moment, do you notice God's care? That the angel says, go and tell the disciples and make sure you tell Peter that he's still included. And how many of us, you know, have failed? How many of us have, have, have let ourselves down and let God down time after time? And you may be here this morning and you may be feeling a complete failure. Well, you hear God say... And, you know, we're doing 40, 40 days and, and one of the, the Bible study methods was to put your own name in the story. Well, you put your own name. Go and tell the disciples and whatever your name is. Because God wants to still include you. However many times you've failed, however many times you've got it wrong, however many times you've had a fresh start, there's always another opportunity. Because of the resurrection, we have hope. We have hope. Go and tell the disciples and Peter. He's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. He's going ahead of you, Galilee. Where's Galilee? Well, Galilee's where, the, where most of them came from. That was their home. Jesus is going to meet, meet them back home in the ordinary every day. Don't have to go to Jerusalem. Don't have to go to the big city. Don't have to go to the temple. Go back home and Jesus will meet you just as he told you. Do you know what I like about Jesus? He does what he says. If Jesus says something, it's going to happen. It's not like when we say, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we, we have all these big ideas. 
when Jesus says something, it happens. And when Jesus says, I will die, and three days later, I will come back again, it's going to happen. And the disciples were told by the women, and of course, they thought it was nonsense, they thought it was ridiculous. Uh, But they went and checked it out for themselves, just to see. And they found exactly what the women found. An empty tomb. You know, the promise of Easter is in that empty tomb, in that stone that is rolled away. He's going ahead of you into Galilee. Who will roll away the stone? Jesus rolls away the stone of death. Max Lucado, in his book, He Still Moves Stones, he says this. He says, don't give up. Is the trail dark? Don't sit. Is the road long? Don't stop. Is the night black? Don't quit. God is watching. For all you know, right at this moment, he may be telling the angel to move the stone. The check may be in the mail. The apology may be in the making. The job contract may be on the desk. Don't quit. For if you do, you may miss the answer to your prayers. God still sends angels. And God still moves stones. I like that. God still sends angels and God still moves stones. So whatever stones you have in your life that seem so big and so immovable, the stones that stop in you be the person that God wants you to be, stops you being the person you think you ought to be, God can still move stones. God can still send angels. And even at this moment in time, we don't know. God might be directing his angels to move the stone in your life, whatever it is. So let's not give up. Let's take hope from an amazing story that we've heard a hundred times before and we'll hear a hundred times again. And we will never get tired of hearing the story because it offers us hope. Because we are not unlike the disciples. We fail, we mess up, we doubt We don't do what Jesus tells us to do. But Jesus doesn't give up on us. And we mustn't give up on him. Who rolls the stone away? Who will roll the stone away? Jesus rolls away the stone of death. 